sometimes we might just have a pause in, I suppose, motivation or a pause in our progress. And it's not to say, that's it, and, and I need to write it, you off. Know, write yeah. it off. That's just to acknowledge that maybe for that moment, we haven't done what we needed to do and, and what are we going to do to get back on track. Hello and welcome to another episode of the HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing podcast. This is our first episode of 2024 and we'd like to welcome you to our 2024 series and thank you for listening and hope you can stay a fan of our podcast for the coming year. My name is Fergal Fox and I'm delighted to welcome two senior HSE Health Promotion and Improvement colleagues onto the podcast today. Dr. Michelle Hardy-Murphy, who's based in Bray, and Ashley Doherty, who's based in Kildare. Today we'll be discussing how we can stay the course for our New Year healthy resolutions and we're going to focus on 10 healthy tips for 2024. So with these tips we hope to share and support any healthy resolution you might have and it must be said from the outset that at this time of year maintaining your well-being is a great achievement so promoting your well-being is an added bonus. The new year, new you idea isn't for everyone but it is a line in the sand and often people you know, treat the new year as a time of renewal and reflection. And I suppose we should start there. Michelle, can I start with you? Do you think that people use the new year as a time of, you know, making healthy resolutions? I think in the new year, people see it as an opportunity for a fresh start. We know from the Healthy Ireland survey that 92% of people would like to make a change to improve their health and well-being. Um, so the new year is, is a good time to kind of put new plans in place for the year ahead. What we know about behaviour change is that there's three key things to it. So there's the capability, so having the knowledge and skills to be able to make a behaviour change. It's no surprise motivation is important so that we're motivated to make that change. Um, but also the opportunity is there. So the opportunity in our environment, in our social environment, so with the people around us as well. And the HC works closely with community partners to provide opportunities for healthy behaviours as close to home as possible. So, for example, we collaborate with local sports partnerships to provide physical activity opportunities in your local community. And we work with community partners to provide cooking and nutrition courses and stop smoking groups. The HC funds many of these initiatives in your local community. They're there available for you. OK, so... Going on to give our listeners today 10 tips that will help them setting out to a healthy goal in the new year. Our first tip here is around being realistic. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Ashton? Yeah, um, I think, you know, coming into the new year, as you, you rightly pointed out, Fergal, for some people it is just maybe about surviving January and that's your goal. And I think that's where you need to meet um, and be happy with. For other people, it might be just about engaging in healthier behaviours than maybe they have been doing over Christmas. And I think about just sitting down with yourself and, and really just sketching out what is it that you'd like to make a change with and starting small. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day and uh, we have support out there to guide you within, I suppose, making them changes. I suppose for me, it'd be look, sitting down and, and asking yourself, what is the one major change that I want to make to maybe get increased energy to feel a bit more vibrant about life again and whether that is around maybe you are a smoker maybe you're just maybe not 
been engaging in healthy eating as much lately. Maybe your alcohol intake was a bit too high over Christmas, whatever it might be, something that you can set a small, realistic goal just to to get through and start making them changes. You, you reminded me of the stages of change model when you're, you're highlighting there something that you were thinking about. You're not going to do it, as Michelle said, if you're not motivated and invariably a lot of us from time to time there's something that we would like to change but we haven't got around to it or put on the long finger or thinking next week next week that's why i think that the kind of new year that renewal time or even if some people have time off over the christmas you're kind of thinking about you know that year is done now what's 2024 going to offer me and is there some little improvement and that that realistic goal like i, I suppose is it more gradual more success like if you don't bite off more than you can chew you know you won't be floundering after the first few days. Yeah, and, and and look, I suppose we we see it really in our quit services. So, you know, when somebody comes along to us on, on session one, they think, oh, I have to have quit or I have to have, you know, not bought the cigarettes that week or whatever. And that's not what it's about. It's about coming to our services with an idea that I want to quit, an idea that I feel a bit motivated to make that change. And we help you guide through and support you through that change. It's really about just working with the Stop Smoking Advisor to set a quit date within them first two sessions. Um, so again, it's, you know, it's it's that pre-contemplation stage of, of making the change. Just knowing that I need to make a change can be half the battle here. I'm working with somebody and we, we would see, especially, you know, I keep coming back to the smoking, but, you know, we, we see if we work with somebody who is skilled and trained in, in supporting you through this change, we can see that it can twice as likely to, to succeed in making them changes. I think it's a very valuable service. You know, we've touched on it and come to you with a podcast, but having the ability to have staff talk to somebody on a one-to-one basis, like it's so precious, that one-to-one time and talk about their other issues as well. You know, the, the smoke and the tobacco is sometimes the behavior, but you're talking around it. You know, we're so lucky to be able to offer that to people and hearing repeatedly from people that have quit that it's transformative for them. It, it instigates a lot of other changes. Absolutely. Um, and, and you rightly point out, you know, it, it's about working with the advisor to, to link maybe maybe they've identified that they, they need extra support around physical activity or, you know, a meeting with locals within local groups. So linking up with your local social prescriber, linking up with your local park runs. Um, again, your stop smoking advisor, while they might be there to help you through a quit journey, it's looking at all the other areas of your health that can help support you through that journey. Um, and again, you know, the support, the guidance, the advice, um, it's done in a very non-judgmental way. Um, and it's really about just guiding the person through that change. Yeah. And just to highlight to listeners, that service is available through quit.ie and we have a in-person online and, um, you know, there's, there's a very great service back up there if you want to get in touch with us. Michelle, you want to come in on that? Yeah, I think in terms of setting realistic goals, it's really important for us to reflect on where we're at in, in the beginning in order to be able to make those realistic goals. So um, if I said to you, I'm going to do a marathon now in six weeks time, you'd probably laugh at me, especially after uh, the Christmas period. But it's about seeing where you're at so that you can make those realistic goals and, and being honest with yourself of where you're at. You know, don't inflate where you, where you are, you know, don't don't pretend you're further along a journey than you are. Be realistic with yourself from the outset so that when you make those goals, they're achievable goals and you, you do get a sense of achievement from them. Um, yeah. But it's important to think, you know, whether it's healthy eating, 
are, how many vegetables are you eating each day? Um, and actually, how many vegetables are you eating each day if you want to increase them? And just being honest with yourself so that you can make those those goals that are really specific for you. They're your goals um, that are specific to you based on where you're at in your journey. Yeah, I do think that reflection time that Ashton spoke about when you're making those achievements for yourself or setting out the, those realistic goals are so important that time you take for yourself. And sometimes we don't give ourselves the win when you do get three or four weeks down the line, even if you've only half achieved or three quarters achieved what you set out to say that well, that's still a big improvement on where you were, you know, that's something to build on. I'm going to move on to number two here, which is one of my favorites. It's corporate enjoyment. It seems like an obvious thing, but like if we choose activities or behaviors that we enjoy, we're more likely to stick with them. Is it as simple as that? I think so. And I, I think we forget that I come to exercise that we have to be in a gym or doing proper strength and conditioning or really sweating it out like you would see on, on different uh, images around the gym. Um, that unless we're doing that, we're not making a, a change in terms of our physical activity. And that's that's not the case at all. Do you know, for some people, it could be just about taking an extra five minutes in your day to get that walk around block. Uh, for other people, it might be, you know, looking and seeing what is it that they actually enjoy. Maybe it is just meeting a friend for a 20 minute walk once a week. That's your starting point. And if that's given you enjoyment, you know, we really seen it last year. We had an initiative around the park run. Again, one of the most, I suppose, valuable initiatives we have in Ireland around physical activity. But we actually adapted it in our area to the spring in your step. So we were looking um, about how to motivate kind of our older adults within our community to to get out and about and, and enjoying a bit more activity. And for some people that came along, you know, it was just about attending that event. Maybe it wasn't about walking the 5K. Maybe it wasn't even about, it was probably more about having that social connection and having that cup of tea at the end. And maybe the following week, they decided to walk. So you're socialising yourself into the new thing. Exactly. So again, bringing that enjoyment piece into it. Do you know when we surround ourselves with others, we can start to enjoy these pieces a bit more. So yeah, I as as you rightly point out, I think enjoyment is key. It's not about enduring; it's about enjoying. So if we can enjoy these changes, we can definitely look to sustain them. One of the things that I, I guess. You know, when you're deep in, in something that you kind of lose yourself in your fun activity, you know, whether it's it's going for a jog or playing soccer with a few mates on AstroTurf that you just completely, you know, you're not thinking about anything else. You're just so lost in the activity that you're involved in. And that there's a sense of enjoyment about just switching off into something completely different for an hour and then feeling like you get a kind of a dopamine rush because you've de facto done some exercise. You know, you, you never felt that you were pushing yourself for I think that's the sweet spot for me, you know, that you kind of lose yourself a bit and then, oh, yeah, she did some exercise. That's great. But you didn't you didn't have to kind of go out on the road and kill yourself or, or feel like you're, you know, so that kind of enjoyment or, or I think that kind of come up again in another one, I think. But um, the next point we have there is around routine. And this is a point that we used to make, actually, when we made the, the, the exercise for beginners videos that which are free on our YouTube channel, by the way. We, we were making videos on Pilates for beginners, yoga for beginners, strength and condition for beginners. But we kind of reiterated the message, like if you don't set these into a routine for yourself, it's very unlikely you can take the benefit of them. Routine is is up there, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And I think about, you know, creating a new habit is really about making your life and them choices a bit easier. So whether it is just having the runners at the door and the heavy winter jacket, because at the end of the day, Ireland isn't uh, built for, I suppose, winter walking and so on. But, you know, having these little cues that can help us or walking into the house and knowing that your fridge has the ingredients for making the dinner that evening rather than grabbing the takeaway on the way home. Just little cues that can help us make that habit kind of sustained. Yeah, and I think with routine, it's finding the opportunities within your day to um, incorporate your behaviour change into it. So whether it's the morning, uh, maybe you've kids and maybe it's there's a walk on Wednesday so you can add your little bit of physical activity every Wednesday and you can bring the family along with you to enhance their physical activity as well. Maybe it's lunchtime, maybe it's bringing a packed lunch because it just works for you in terms of there's maybe the canteen doesn't have um, as many healthy options that you like. So it gives you the opportunity to bring in some healthy options with you. Uh, maybe it's in the evening time or maybe it's that weekly park run on a Saturday morning um, or bringing your kids along to the Sunday morning park run. But it's finding those opportunities within your day. And when we talk about healthy habits, the piece about it is that it becomes habitual. So it's every day. It, it is something that you automatically do because it's part of your routine. And so it shouldn't be laborious. It's just it's it's just how you are. It's what you yeah. do. It's part of your day. It's most of part us, of your life. Yeah. Most of us can find that little unhealthy habit that we have as well, that we reach to something at a time or we have a, you know, a weak motivation time where you're more susceptible to do things that may not be what you want to do. So in the same way, you, I suppose you have to turn that on your head and go, where can I take the put my healthy behavior um, routine into on a daily or weekly basis? It's funny the way that the, the well, maybe it's it's not funny, but the, the way that physical activity, you know, we, we traditionally spoke about tri- uh, physical activity for, you know, physical health and well-being. But now it's like there's, I think, more and more people acknowledge it's promoting your mental health and well-being by taking that walk and that giving yourself headspace no matter what you have you know, in terms of your, your baggage or your luggage that you're carrying around with yourself. That simple walk that you referenced earlier, Ashley, can be just so personally powerful, like the, like the meeting up with a friend. You know, that's an absolute adequate health improvement initiative for yourself. And um, it's kind of like a self-care thing, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and walking is one of those initiatives that actually we work with a lot of different groups with because of the power of walking. So, for example, we have a Woodlands for Health um, program that we work with community partners on. And we found that's with um, mental health service users um, and they've reported improvements in, in their mental health reduction in medication as a result of participating in walking groups in nature. We also have a walk and talk group for older adults, um, which has increased their strength and the social aspect, of course, is important to all of these. Engaging with others, friendships, spending time in the outdoors and nature and getting out and exercising um, is just... Yeah. It, Nature's, that seems so obvious that we should be exercising in nature. And, and that brings us into number four about partnering up or get a buddy. It might seem like common sense to a lot of people, but like it may need a bit of effort at the start when you're sitting down thinking like, who can I bring along with me or who can who could drag me along when my motivation goes up and down? But having a buddy on your your behavior change journey is a huge asset, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And we see that so much, you know, through our park run initiatives or like you said there, uh, Michelle mentioned our Woodlands for Health programmes. When when we bring somebody else along with us on the journey, whether it is, you know, no more than when we talked about quit and working with somebody one to one, it just it it holds us accountable. It keeps us, um, you know, that routine. It it solidifies this change and it, it brings about kind of that notion that I'm not just doing this for myself. I need to you know, I'm I'm doing this with with somebody else, and you know, if if I don't turn up, oh, they won't get out either. So you know, it is about kind of prioritizing you and prioritizing that friend, or maybe maybe it's it's about reaching out to a local social group. Maybe there's no one within your circle that you can identify. Maybe it's more so about looking at what groups are out there that you could look to buddy up with. It does a buddy up doesn't have to be an individual. It can be a social group. It can be a just reaching out to even a local gym that might be offering free classes. We can make the friend within that group yeah, at the at yeah. the end of it as well. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about having one individual because for some people, you know, I know some of my friends wouldn't wouldn't be able to to guide me around getting as healthier as I'd like. But you know, it is about kind of seeing what is out there within your community, um, and and making them small steps to to reach out to them and and I suppose identify where that kind of person or accountability can. Yeah, come and from. there's often a warm reception there, like people and and the new year is often a welcome a welcoming time into loads of different clubs and groups that are, are looking to recruit. And we talked about an enjoyment earlier and you know what better way to to add enjoyment and fun than to buddy up with someone and have someone come on along the journey with you. I think in terms of partnering up, we can get social support in lots of different ways. So that could be, you know, it could be someone minding the kids for an hour when you go to the gym or it could be someone you know, running along on a treadmill yeah, next yeah, to you. Yeah, it can come yeah. in lots of different forms. So your mother-in-law is your buddy because you're taking the kids. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, or it could be a friend that's into cooking and, and might have a few recipes. So you might share recipes back and forth or you might host a meal in each other's homes to share, you know, that you're healthy eating and make a social event of it, you know, have a bit of fun with it and and use the partnering up to to add that element of fun and enjoyment. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, the, the food in different people's houses. Yeah, that's a good idea. So the next one, I think you've touched on it a little bit, Ashley, around accountability about, you know, while you're, I suppose this point is around if you name your goals to yourself and if you name it, you say it out loud to people that might help you be accountable, you're more likely to take this seriously. You're not just, it's not just an internal monologue. Absolutely. Um, and we see it all, you know, time and time over, you know, we hear if you are making a change or you're 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 deciding to choose that healthier habit, tell as many people as possible. Um, so that it does keep that accountability. Why has the initiatives like the park runs or like our initiatives with like Woodlands for Health, you know, being so so successful. And it's because we, you know, we stay accountable. We stay tracking our progress. We talk about the the ones already about, you know, the routine and setting them goals. You know, having that weekly walk or that weekly run or or that, you know, every second, third day, I know that I have to. Maybe it's on a Sunday evening sitting down and, and signing up for certain classes that you have, you know, membership in a gym for or wherever it might be. Or you've decided that, you know, I'm going to sit down on Sunday evening and I'm going to write out my meals for that week. That is staying accountable to the change. Isn't the shopping and the and the, the that planning your meals? It you know when it cuts through the week and it's so easy to scrimp on that and then you end up you know all over the place. grabbing your lunch out <laughs> and, and yeah. well yeah yeah so 
but that planning your like healthy food is so basic and we don't maybe prioritize that kind of healthy shopping or planning your your shopping enough because that's obviously where it starts from if you're going to fill your fridge with healthy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And for some people as well, I suppose we need to recognize that maybe cooking isn't a skill that they have at their fingertips. For some people, it can be a, a task really in itself to even come up with an idea of, of what I'm going to cook. And I suppose for, for that, I suppose we again look back to your community, what programs you have. We, you know, we have a, a fantastic Healthy Food Made Easy initiative, um, which offers people kind of advice and, and training in just making them simple meals that you don't know yourself how to make or you could just kind of brush up on the skills, not to mention kind of safe food have some amazing free YouTube videos on how to make just simple meals that don't require they have incredible free resources yeah, there, yeah that don't require you know 20 different ingredients you know think simple and think kind of how you will make that first step because you know if we make the first step an incredibly hard one we may not just get there so we you know as, as simple as possible for them first few steps one of our most popular podcasts actually was around healthy lunchboxes for kids because I, I think there's so many parents motivated, not just around their own healthy eating, but concerned about their child's healthy eating and challenged around that shopping piece and having, you know, a healthy lunchbox to go off with them every every week. So it is something that needs to be planned. But but you're recommending the, the Safe Food website. They have a lot of free resources there. Yes. So number six of our top 10 tips is tracking progress. Um, so keep a record of your achievements. So we said at the outset, you know, we're encouraging people to sit down, take a bit of reflection time, set realistic goals. This is a time we need to check in with those. Yeah. And so you can use things like diaries, um, smartwatches, pedometers, different devices to track how you're getting on. Some of them give you lovely, fancy stats and graphs and and badges if you, if you achieve what you set out to achieve. But you can simplify it either. It can be, you know, maybe your family is on a journey together um, and you could pop something up on the fridge with the days of the week and each day of the week that you achieve your goal. You know, you could you could colour it in, you could yeah. do a gold star, you could, you can do it whatever way you like. A line in the sand every day for yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever way works for you and and for where you're at. And it's that visual reminder, you know, when you look at it at the end of the week and you've, you've gone, hmm, I, di- I did it this week. You know, you, you really get that sense of achievement. But if you're not tracking your progress, it, it's harder to see the achievements. Um, yeah, I think that goes back to the other one as well. And, and you uh, around accountability, like if, if you were able to track your progress, you can be accountable to yourself. But in terms of other people checking in with you, how is that thing going? You know, somebody's going to ask you in a couple of weeks time. Are you going to tell them, will you ask me in a couple of weeks time how this is going? And the other piece that you mentioned there, Michelle, was around your family, you know, going on a family journey, whether around health and well-being, if it was just, um, you know, healthier dinners or whatever your target is. But you're much more likely, I think, to get a nudge. I, I find one of my kids saying, well, you know, what about that thing you said you were going to do? Like, where, where are you with that? You know, that sometimes as a parent, it's easier just to be holding the kids accountable, but they'll hold you accountable on things as well. And I think what's really important with tracking progress is also finding out when things are not going so well. So if there's a little bit of a dip in your progress, instead of it all falling apart and you, you realize, you know, when you've kind of stepped a lot back in yeah. terms of your where you, you want to go, you can identify quite early on, like an early warning system, actually, things are slipping a little bit here. So 
what do I need to do or does something need to change or is what I'm doing not really working and maybe the season's changing you know maybe I loved eating salads in the summer but it's getting cold it's winter you know yeah. maybe maybe our circumstances are changing because life happens you know so life by, happens it's not, that, that cuts across all this stuff doesn't it like something is going to impact you know there's a stress going to come up and you're like could be a little crisis and all of a sudden you feel like you've lost control of your little boat and what's your self-talk at that time? What do you need to say to yourself at that time? Yeah, and I suppose it is, it's about one thing that we sometimes forget in tracking progress is to just check in with ourselves and, and maybe even just track how our mood has been. Right. You know, sometimes we always focus on a behaviour and, and its impact on us kind of physically. But, you know, what has this behaviour change done for us mentally? Um, has it improved our mood do we feel a little bit more able to to reach out and chat to a friend? Maybe, you know, tracking that piece of the puzzle can be the small changes that will keep you motivated to keep going as well. As you said, life does happen. And when it does happen, it is just about taking that step, not going backwards, but maybe just saying to yourself, I just need to pause this for now. You know, we don't have to punish ourselves just because we've had a setback or because, you know, we, we feel like, things aren't going our way at that moment in time. But um, yeah, coming back to that kind of mood piece, I think is a really important one for tracking as well. It really just kind of highlights that, you know, your, your changes and your behaviour changes can be sometimes more than just the physical elements of them changes. Okay. So the moving on to number seven is celebrate small wins. And Michelle, you were giving us the example there of having something up on the fridge, visually representing your progress. And that could be something you could build in, say that, you know, if you need to colour in a week or, or write a week off for different circumstances, you know, don't feel that, you know, that's absolutely normal for everybody, isn't it? Um, like in terms of going back to the the model that we use from a lot of the smoking advisors around, the you know, relapsing, that is, it's a normal thing to do. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's what our colleagues would mention, you know, just sometimes we might just have a pause in, I suppose, motivation or a pause in our progress. And it's not to say that's it and, and I need to write it, you off. Know, yeah. write it off. That's just to acknowledge that maybe for that moment we haven't done what we needed to do and, and what are we going to do to get back on track. You talk about celebrating the small wins and we see that so often and the importance of celebrating small wins, celebrating wins in general. You know, through our week and quick groups, we always see at the end of these groups, you know, like different things to, I suppose, celebrate at the end of the 12 weeks that we have come that far to to um, around quitting smoking at, with a group of people and, and buying the cake or I know um, from our own training uh, programs that at the end of each longer trainings like we always try and introduce an element of a, of a win and, and a celebratory piece of it because people have come on a journey whether it's something in training or, or attending a training course around um, improving whether it's the healthy food made easy whether it's doing your 10th park run whether it's just getting a park run that you've walked a full distance of sit down with yourself and, and, and you know pat yourself on the back and say well I've got that far what's my next one and I think it's really important that the way in which we celebrate is very positive towards our, our behavior change as well. So, you know, if, if we're working on healthy eating, like by celebrating, we, we mightn't be going on, on a day where we go out for breakfast, lunch and dinner and, and eat whatever we like on, on that day, because that that might like send us off track. Throw, throw you off your path completely. Exactly. Yeah. When we celebrate, it's about 
what would be meaningful for us and as well so for some people if it's physical activity related for example they might go to a new location they might go on a woodland walk that they've never been to it might have a little bit um, more of an incline than what they've previously done and their celebration is actually getting to the top of that and feeling great about themselves Um, so it's about thinking about ways in which you celebrate as well that they are going to help you and keep you on track on on your behavior change journey it's great Um, that there's more and more opportunities for those walks like one of the things that that i think that i'd recommend is is going on different like there's so many more greenways and opportunities for beautiful walks in the irish countryside in kind of safe places you know to take yourself on a different route to have a different view of the world you know what i mean That um, I, I think that's something that. And there's massive research we know from, you know, getting out green exercise and blue exercise, being among water, being among the trees or woodlands. Or oh, the really, beach, the, walking on a beach is just so, it does something, doesn't it? Exactly. It just you does know, something. And, and there's a reason it does something yeah, for yeah. us. Because the research would say that it can improve, it boosts mood. It's not just the endorphins, it's something about the visual reaction to these areas as and well. They're free and accessible. Exactly. I know so, a lot of people have to make a journey to get there, but even walking around a lake, uh, I'm reminded of that Yeats poem, you know, that peace comes dropping slow. It's just a different, hits different. And you also mentioned walking in nature with various initiatives, but there, there is a, there's been a massive uplift of greenways and walking routes around the country. And I suppose we'd encourage people to investigate the locality, isn't that it? Absolutely. And and sometimes, you know, it is about looking within our environment and seeing what is there to um, access that is free. There's a lot of free resources out there um, around making them changes, whether it's just getting out there for physical activity or whether it's looking to change our habits around healthy eating or whether, whatever the change is for you this new year. I think it is really about just maybe exploring what can and and is on offer for free within our communities with that. So the next one here is around learn from setbacks. Okay, so we've talked about being accountable and tracking your progress, but when you're doing all that stuff, you're learning, you know, and uh, we mentioned there about having a week where things go off the Richter scale for us for some reason. But we're our self-talk there or our learning is about saying, okay, this this is what sent me off or what do I need to learn from this to improve next week? Is that it? I think with, with setbacks, I actually don't always use the word setbacks. I, I think of it as life. So when we were yeah. saying earlier how life happens, I think that's what setbacks are. They're just, they're life. They're part and parcel. They're expected. So some of the, the I suppose, setbacks that we'll experience, we can see them coming. You know, it could be the Easter holidays are coming up yeah. <laughs> or midterm or and you know your routine's going to go a little off what it normally is so we can plan for those or it's coming up to quarter end in, in your workplace and that's a really busy time so it may be easy to kind of slip back but if you know that it's coming up well you might put in the extra effort to do a shop on a Sunday or do a little bit of batch cooking to get you through some of the days of the week, have a few things in the freezer that you can defrost and and heat up so you can still have your healthy eating options that week. So some setbacks, we can we so can we see them coming. Yeah. Um, others, we don't see them coming because life just happens. But within it all, I think what's really important is to be kind to ourselves and have some self-compassion about it. So th- we know it's not always going to go smoothly. So let's not beat ourselves up about it. Let's say, OK, that that didn't go so well. So what do I need to do now to get back on track? What do I need to get 
myself ready to get back on track because you you might have had something large thrown at you yeah. and you might need to just regroup and get yourself back to where you need to be in order to start on your journey again. So that hitting pause, like Ashling mentioned earlier. And really just saying to yourself, do you know what, this change may, may need to take a backseat for, for a couple of weeks, couple of days, whatever it might be, but I won't let the changes kind of digress. I will keep them there ticking along in whatever way, shape and form I can do. Maybe at times, as as Michelle mentions, this this life happens and maybe it is it's a larger impact on us than maybe we we care to delve into. But it is about maybe taking that moment, as you kind of rightly point out, Fergal, learning. So like really sitting back and saying, well, how did how did I react and how did I respond to that setback? Maybe do I need extra support? Maybe I need to check in with myself. Do I need extra support? Do I need to chat to a friend? Maybe I need to look um, at the different, again, resource that I have there. We, you know, we have a fantastic program within the HSE around stress control, um, around how to manage, better manage stress in our lives. Um, again, a six week program that um, is available free. It really just guides us through how to better cope ourselves with different setbacks and and maybe it's more than that maybe we do require maybe more one-to-one support and again it's just about identifying that and making them first steps to, to seek that support with that uh, with them setbacks as well I think that point that you make Michelle about been that kind self-talk sometimes we're not kind to ourselves and even the, that internal dialogue or we're kind of we just you know if we I, I always think that a person is very unlikely to change behavior if they don't feel good about themselves. You know, so that fundamental of, you know, I have to keep myself on a positive note here. Or if, you know, if I get negative with myself, I'm kind of, it's not going to be productive at all, is it? Being negative on yourself can hold you back from achieving what you want to achieve in, in your behavior change. When I think of setbacks, I think of four key questions that I kind of ask myself. So okay. what's worked well for me in the past? So I'm thinking... Okay, this didn't work, but yeah. but it hasn't all been, it hasn't all kind of fallen apart. So what has worked well for me? What hasn't worked so well for me? And so what have I learned from that? And that puts me in the mind frame that I can then think about, well, what might I do differently in the future? So I'm acknowledging it didn't go well, but I'm also acknowledging it didn't all go badly. You know, yeah. there are other things in there that I have done well. And it comes back to that being kind to yourself, acknowledging the things that have gone that well. Was of, that was one of the things you reminded me of when I did motivational interviewing training. And I never even got to use it that much. But I remember one of the first things of the training was getting all the participants in the training to highlight when they made a behavior change. Like, when did you change something yourself? And I thought, oh, nobody's ever asked me about a, a successful change that I made. And it really brought you back into, yeah, things have happened to your life. You know, you're not... Just because you're not happy maybe with one thing now doesn't mean that when you look back that you can't ask those questions. Those questions are great, you know, to get you thinking. And over our lives, we go through so many different changes at different stages, whether we're in school as a child, we might change into from primary to secondary. Um, We might go to university or we might go straight into the workplace. We might get married. We might have children as we age our Children might move out. And, yeah. and again, it's another change. And we all go through all these different changes. And if we look back, there's some period in our life where maybe we were brilliant at healthy eating, but things have changed. But we can see these as transitions or changes in our lives as opportunities as well. So, for example, I know someone who changed job 
And they decided when they changed job, no one in their new job was going to know they were ever a smoker. So they got support and they quit smoking. And so in their new workplace, they never went out for a break to have a cigarette. It wasn't part of their routine in that new place. And so we can. So they use the transition to to pump in another change. Exactly. (laughs) Very good. So we can use these as opportunities, all these changes that are happening, but also acknowledging maybe we need to to pivot or or switch it up a little bit in terms of there might be circumstances that are different that made it work well before and maybe now it's not. And that's why we track progress as well, because we do need to sometimes tweak our approach. Okay. So number nine then is being adaptable, be flexible and open to adjusting your plan if necessary. <laughs> so I guess we've kind of touched on that a good bit already, have we? That uh, life happens is there is is point nine really. <laughs> <Isn't that> the, <laughs> I think that's the theme of this uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. Life has Be happened. kind to yourself and life happens. <laughs> yeah, Have a happy exactly. new year for 2024. <laughs> um, adaptability is, yeah, look, we have to be willing to to roll with the punches with, it, with, with this one. I mean, how many evenings this month are we going to look outside and it's going to be dark, gloomy with, with rain pelting down? And I can tell you it's probably about 29 out of the 31. So again, we have to be ready to kind of be ready to have the The jacket on and the coat. And I suppose when you brave the elements, you're coming back in. I always think of taking off the coat and thinking, oh, that's, you know, I've done that. You know, you you went out. The weather isn't always inviting us out there. But that feel good factor of when you've done the walk, especially even in a bit of nature, catching a bit of rain, hopefully you're not getting drowned out there, but but um, dressing for the weather and getting out. That's the and I think, again, coming back to our point at the very start of this, you know, January is a very tough month yeah. for people. Yeah. Um, and we need to be, you know, kind to ourselves again, what we've talked about. But maybe it is about being saying to yourself, OK, well, I didn't get out for five walks this week. I got out for three. And I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, fair play so to you. yeah, because I had to be adaptable with the weather, because I didn't get home from work on time to make that healthier meal, because, you know, I my buddy wasn't available for their own reasons. So we do have to say to ourselves, do you know what? Okay, well, if my buddy's not available, maybe I'll go myself. Or, you know, I didn't have the right food in f- to make the, the meal this tonight, but you know, tomorrow I am definitely doing it. So it's just about putting the line in the sand and saying, right, OK, what can I do to kind of meander through? Get to spring. Um, exactly. And, and that's really the 10th point that we have. The 10th tip is about reflect and reassess. And and you're just talking about the January, you know, there's lack of sunlight. Any win is a win. But you're thinking and you're kind of trying to tell yourself, you know, uh, emphasize the positive and build on your own capabilities. Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe even reflect and reassess what has worked well for you. What, what maybe are the the markers that are, are not helping you with your, your sustaining your changes? You know, sometimes we might we might need to look outside of ourselves and, and see what's impacting us. It could be something as simple as, you know, I find when I go into work, the canteen may not have the healthier option that I wanted. Could I speak to somebody about that and maybe getting a healthier option in the canteen to ensure that the days I don't have the healthy meal with me, I, I can. Your uh, environment access. plays such a part, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And you I know. think it's one piece of the puzzle that, you know, we do need to reflect on in our health behaviour changes that sometimes it all doesn't just come back to me, you know, 100%. It massively can be impactful what is in your environment we talked a lot throughout this podcast around you know what's available within our community to help us that's your environment what is making these changes easier for me 
because making a change in our life and actively seeking to make a change is an incredibly difficult thing to do. It can be really, really hard, especially if we feel like we don't have the support there. There's so many different things within the HSC that we're trying to support people, especially in health promotion and improvement, to stay well within their own communities. Yeah. We don't we don't want, you know, people feeling like they have to come out of their communities to seek the support. What is available within your community, within your area that can guide you through these nice kind of healthy behaviours to healthier behaviours? That's our 10. And before we kind of finish up, I suppose the... You've touched on it there, but the the overall theme of today's podcast seems to have been, like we said, life happens. You're going to have to roll with the punches and be kind to yourself. That's my takeaway from it. Um, have you anything else to add to that, Michelle? Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's hard. I think yeah, it's important acknowledge to acknowledge yeah. it's hard. Yeah. And there are lots of factors outside of our control that influence where we live, where we grew up. What's in our local neighborhoods? What's um, our access to healthy eating options? Are there loads of takeaways on our street? Every time we go for a walk, do we get a sniff of something very tasty um, and it it, uh, is very tempting? But yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that it's hard and, and there are lots of things that impact on us, but there's also opportunities. And, and to bring it back when we were talking about um, the three kind of things that we know that can help with behavior change. So the capabilities, so our knowledge and our skills and building on those. So hopefully by thinking through some of those top 10 tips. You're definitely building your own capacity. In your, yeah, yeah. But, but also the community supports that are available to help us with those, finding those opportunities and and the motivation to to get going. So hopefully people are are motivated coming out of this uh, after listening to us today. Anything closing from you, Ash? Yeah, I was just reflecting there on what we've kind of talked about. And I think really just coming back to what is your starting point and start small. I always think, you know, I like going to the gym myself. I like staying active. But there is times in my life that I have had setbacks, I think, just this year alone. And I know the first thing I do that week, rather than saying I'm getting to the gym five days this week and I'm going to do 10,000 steps, I'm going to just try and start increasing my water intake. I look at the glass of water here on the table. And that is my only goal for the next five days is to ensure that I'm reaching two litres of water. And that then brings me on to the next week. So you're giving yourself a very, very achievable Very win. achievable because do you know what? We have to go easy on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. January. And That's a great way to finish it up there, um, Ashton. Thanks for that. And thank you so much, Michelle, for your advice. And I hope the listeners have got something from that. If you have, please share the podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at healthandwellbeing.communications at hse.ie. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we appreciate all feedback. Thanks for listening to another episode of HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing.